0: You are Locked On Indians, your daily Cleveland Indians podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everyone. This is Jeff Ellis of Twenty Four Seven Sports and your host of the Locked On Indians podcast. If you've been living under a rock, uh, the Indians won last night against the Twins in exciting fashion. We're going to go deep on that game. We'll talk about Mike Clevenger. We'll look into the performance and then we'll continue to look ahead because of the how big this series is and the current situation with the cleveland indians so as mentioned before the indians went uh went and won last night that makes them one game out of the central division they are leading the wild card both oakland and uh tampa lost so the indians lead for that home field advantage for the wild card got even greater the win also uh put the indians win percentage over 600 which gives them the fifth-best record in all of baseball. Fourth-best in the American League, but fifth-best in all of baseball to kind of give an idea of the disparity between the American League and the National League this year. Um, Some of that is, you know, you look at the American League Central, which is a bit of a cakewalk after the top two teams. Then you look at the National League Central, where every single team but one is uh, competing to a degree for the playoffs. You know, it's... uh, Again, you know, the Indi- that's not to disparage the Indians. They've done an amazing job, um, a huge win. It was a win they should get. Let's just be honest. When you have Clevenger against Kyle uh, Gibson, that is a win you need to get. Uh, it was a little bit annoying that it ended up being as close as it was. Uh, Clevenger was his usual fantastic self, allowing two runs through seven innings. And then the bullpen... The normally steady bullpen, the bullpen that I said the Indians, you know, it's their one huge advantage in this series, uh, made me look foolish and struggled. Uh, Brad Hand didn't have the cleanest clothes after, uh, you know, you know, we had the the issues in June, and then he came back and was dynamite, and this was one of the first uh, games where it was not quite there for him. Adam Simber, who's been great all year, uh, struggled. Hopefully this is not the beginning of that second half fade we saw with him a year ago. But, uh, yeah, it's one of those things. Was it close than it probably should have been in the end? Yes, but they still won. Um, it's, uh, with them having now won three in a row and the twins having lost three in a row, it's, it's given them that chance to, to really gain some ground and, if you were curious after last night's podcast, the uh, the Mets won again. So just kind of a fun little thing to talk about because uh, I, like everyone else, ripped them and they are now half game out of the wild card. So yeah, just a, a fun bonus there. But uh, the Indians currently have a three and a half game lead on Tampa and a four game lead on Oakland. And a nine-game lead on the Boston Red Sox, who did manage to pull out a win tonight. Um, It has been rough sledding for them. So let's just dive into the game. Uh, Here's your player of the game in this one? I would go with Mike Clevenger. Jose Ramirez continues to hit, and I hate having him in the five-hole. Um... We have seen Mercado definitely start to cool down a bit. Uh, he's struggling a bit more. And that was inevitable. That was going to happen. He he was outperforming anyone's expectations. But you uh, know, Ramirez, that two-hole is supposed to be, by advanced analytics, the best hitter on your team. And right now, that is Jose Ramirez. Uh, Kipness with a pair of doubles uh, continually making me look stupid, and I'm fine with that um i'm always good with looking stupid when it's benefiting my team uh his has continue to improve fran mill no strikeouts no hits but he did get a walk step in the right direction for him and you know you look at the numbers across the board for all the complaints uh he still has a ops over 800 uh roberto prez with a walk naquin with that late home run Everybody reached base in this game for the Indians. If it was by a hit or by a walk, everyone reached base. They had seven hits and eight walks. I mentioned the two doubles by Kipnis, a triple by Puig, solo shot by Naquin, a big insurance run there too. So uh, some nice value in that hit. Um, Ramirez with the double and also had uh, you know three RBIs, reach base three times. Uh, he has been in fuego. At the same time, you know, Puy get a hit and a walk, scored two runs. Um, he led the team in the runs scored in this. You have to love what his addition to the lineup has been. It just makes this lineup a bit deadly, which is hard to believe when you think back to the beginning of the year. Um, so, night and day to what we saw for those first few weeks. Clevenger, though. Seven innings pitched, 117 pitches, 70 for strikes, nine strikeouts, one walk, two earned runs, just three hits. He did hit a batter. The Twins have a very good lineup, a very good lineup. You wouldn't think they did facing Clevenger. He was was spectacular. His ERA is now just a hair over three. Um, If he had not been hurt, I think we would be seeing... You know, Cy Young talk for him. Uh, Clevenger and Bieber look like the new uh, Kluber and Carrasco from a few years ago, um, where you have those two guys at the top who legitimately uh, will get Cy Young consideration, which means they're in the top five to six pitchers in the American League. Uh, the two guys, you know, with uh, Kluber and Carrasco, just started to get older, and the Indians got another two. It's okay; they're fine. They just keep doing it, and what's interesting with all of these guys is, you know, Clevenger was never a top 100 prospect. I remember when I put him, I think I was one of the highest people, I put him third or fourth in the system at one point. Uh, Bieber, never a top 100. Uh, Kluber, never a top 100. Bauer was, Bauer was a high pick, and Carrasco actually was, as he was a really well thought of guy in the lower minors, but by the time the Indians got him, he was not viewed that way anymore his star had definitely fallen so the indians seem to have more success with the kind of more off the beaten path guys and what is a common theme with a lot of these guys is they're all extremely coachable um i can't stress that enough from my time in the minors when you talk to pitchers who come into the system how often they're blown away by the indians approach the development the hands-on uh everything the front office does in the minors is fantastic and it seems like they hit the majors and then there's not as much of that because you know you have your manager and they're supposed to take care of that and that staff is not not the most analytically uh forward-thinking bent Well, in the minors i mean they just someone like clevenger when i met him in akron when he was not a name prospect at all you know he just would talk about the night and day difference between the angels you talk with jake paulson uh, that's why I was so intrigued by adding Scott Moss because Paulson also came from the Reds. Moss came from the Reds. Moss has more upside and all of a sudden the Indians are going to get a chance to kind of mold this lefty. The Indians just have success. They can scout. They can see what they know what they like. They know what they can work with. They're very good about that. They do shoot for the moon in the draft. Um, it hasn't worked out so far. Guys like Aiken and Torres have dealt with injuries. Hankins is showing some signs of life. We'll have to see if Espino, but it's kind of amazing. And you just have to give that farm system, the roving pitching coordinators, um, all the higher ups, uh, tons of credit, and just all the scouts. I mean, the scouts find these guys um, that fit their mold. And you know, Clevenger for Vinny Pistano is <laughs> looking like one of the uh, single greatest deals in Indians history at this point. It may not be the Bartolo Colon deal, which netted them. You know, a a player who looked like he was on his way to the Hall of Fame before injury, a multi-time Cy Young Award winner, and a multi-time All-Star infielder. But uh, it's still a really good trade in its own right. And we'll see what Clevenger continues to do. But uh, we'll look at his advanced stats right after the break. This whole week, our number one sponsor is Postmates, and I want to thank them. It's a great service. doesn't matter when or where or what they're gonna get it for you Uh, i talked about on last night's show it's a great one especially if you're not feeling well and you are home alone and you need to be near the restroom because maybe you feel like you're gonna be sick or for whatever reason or you got a little one and you gotta care for them while they're uh dealing with it because postmates is 24 hours a day 365 days a year you uh anything you need they deliver It's just, it's basically, they are a on-demand delivery service. So if you need food, if you need groceries, if you need medicine, uh, they'll bring it to you. You know, in my area, it could be, I have a grocery store down the street. I've got a a Taco Bell and a Five Guys, the other direction. I I mean, any place that you can order and they can pick up. If you did like, like there's an Applebee's down the street, I could do their to-go menu and they'll bring it to me. Or if I was feeling unwell, I could have them bring me Tylenol from the the local store. All of this, it's fantastic. It's it's always nice to have Postmates in your back pocket because there's gonna be a point in time when you need it. So you can download the app for free on whatever operating system you have and you can see what is available in your area. So, 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 well, here's where it gets even better. For a limited time, Postmates is giving our listeners $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days. That's right, $100 of free delivery credit. That means everything getting delivered to you, you're not paying for that delivery. You're paying for the item and they're bringing it to you basically for free. In the first seven days, 100 bucks of them bringing you any item you want. If you just don't feel like going out, you've had a hard day at work and you want to stay in, buy the item, use Postmates. And they're gonna, you know, they're bringing it to you, and you're not paying anything for that. You just have to remember to use, download the app, and use the promo code Locked On. Uh, again, it's a great service. It just makes life easier. We all want our lives to be easier. Download Postmates and use that promo code Locked On. So before the break, I mentioned that I want to talk about Mike Clevenger. Um, we go over to uh, Baseball Savant, you know, and it has those nice little handy dandy. Uh, tracking do we call them line graphs, Uh, bars but his is full of the red balls which are good. Um, Normally in life that's probably not the case but in this case it is. You look at something like for him maybe not the best idea to have opened this on the tablet instead of the computer but his is loaded with high-end performance compared to the rest of the league and it just stands out when you look at it. the only thing that is not high is his spin rate on his curveball and that is obviously not having much of an effect on him but you look over the rest of it highest one is his k percentage that is where he is just m- missing bats with the best of them 97th percentile Fastball velocity, 90th. Fastball spin, 75th. So when you combine those two, I mean, that is a plus-plus pitch. Because not only is it top 10% velocity, it's top 25% in spin. So it's coming at you quick, and it's spinning, and that just it makes it so much more difficult, which explains why his exit velocity is 90-second best in baseball. Hard contact isn't happening. Hard hit percentage, 80th percentile. 83rd percentile for expected weighted on base. Expected slugging, 84th. Expected batting average, 82nd. That curve spin, 23rd. That's the only thing that he is just not at the top end of. But uh, this is an ace. By any measurable way, looking at this performance here, this is an ace-level performance. When you go and you look at the individual uh, stats for this year, he had a ton of red last year. He doesn't have that, and that's because he doesn't qualify at this point. He missed all those games at the beginning of the year. He's only had 11 starts, 62 innings. We'll see as he continues to pitch how things progress. But he's pitching better than he pitched a year ago. And the fun thing with Clevenger is, you know, he's he's 28. Uh, he, late developer relative to you know, his draft position and everything else. Because, again, it really didn't start to come together until he came to Cleveland. Um, he's his pitching over the last few months has been amongst the best in baseball. I mean, that's just the easiest way to put it. Uh, You might be hearing my cats fight in the background. I apologize for that. I don't know why they decide the middle of the podcast is the perfect time to have a cat fight, but who knows? Maybe that'll help ratings. But again, we have the Clevenger performance in here, and as mentioned... One can have an argument, a debate on who is the Indians' most effective pitcher this year. Uh, The peaks with Clevenger have been higher, but Bieber has been the old reliable Mr. Steady for the Indians. And he is still yet to pitch in this series against the Twins. So tomorrow's game, we're going to quickly go through all of these and just pound through the schedule here and uh, talk about... I know we did it a day ago, but, again, uh, this series is just so important because it's not just about taking over the division lead. It's Minnesota is sliding. If the Indians can really push it to them, Minnesota hasn't been involved in the playoffs in the past few years. What, two years ago they were the wild card team um, and got knocked out in the opening round. There are some veterans here. Don't, I mean, Nelson Cruz is about as vetty as they get. But uh, they're a team you can might fold under pressure, uh, especially when you look at that paper thin pen. If the Indians can put the pressure on now, I mean they're gonna. The Twins are just going to be sitting there going, "We had an eleven game lead. Like what happened? What happened?" Keep going with it. Tomorrow's matchup, Bieber against Smeltzer was the game I circled as the most winnable. Um, Bieber again should be a top five Cy Young candidate. If you go over and you pull up FIP. Now, I always prefer FIP to xFIP. fip uh, If you're like, what is that? FIP stands for Fielding Independent uh, not yet, Performance. It basically takes and normalizes pitcher performances, and it's kind of, show, you know, without defense added in, uh, it shows, it's been a great indicator, basically. Like, it, it typically shows who's going to be better year to year to year it kind of eliminates some of the luck. The reason I don't like xFIP as much is it normalizes everybody's home run rate. And yes, home run rates as we've seen with Trevor Bauer can vary widely year to year, but at the same time, um a lot of pitchers have a pretty uh, uh you know, it's a straight line what their home run rate is. Sorry for the laughing in there. I just had to I, I read an article today on the uh the Cardinals and uh they're bemoaning the Ozuna trade because they gave up All-Star Sandy, Al- uh, Sandy Alcantara, who, by the way, has the worst xFIP in uh, of any qualified pitcher. Just for fun, there, uh, Yankees fan. Oh, and Jay Happ is uh, is one of the worst in uh, FIP. So, you know, fun for the Yankees fans there. When um, we're looking at the goods, who's been good? Charlie Morton, second best in baseball arguably the best free agent signing uh all of last season scherzer uh just um, unbelievable uh number one hugen rio dodgers also has been unbelievable jacob Degrom, grom of the rangers i mentioned before how he's performed really well this year and uh the, the missed boat as it were for the uh the rangers not moving on from some of these players keep reading names but at 10 is bieber 10th best fip in all of baseball Names behind him, uh, famous names, Zach Grenke, Colton Kershaw, Noah Sindengarden, uh, Patrick Corbin. I mean, these are guys who either got big money or traded uh, for pieces. Uh, fun one on there just from, a, you know, Zach Wheeler, 17th. Some people are like, oh, why would the Mets offer him a uh, the qualifying offer? Because he's 17th in FIP and their defense is horrendous. And that's part of the reason why his performance doesn't match. But as I was saying, uh, I always like players who figure it out. So it's fun to see Sonny Gray at nineteen that he's he's everything's kind of clicking for him again, or Lucas Giolito, who for a lot of places was left for kind of dead. He was the lesser prospect to a lot of people when he, they he was got in when he was got when he was received in the uh, at a meet and deal. and there he is sixteenth in baseball. So those are always fun to look at, just from the perspective of sometimes it takes pitchers longer be patient. But yeah, so you have Bieber, 10th best pitcher in baseball by FIP, which is the best indicator of future success. Um, Clevenger, again, would not qualify. So tomorrow, Bieber versus Smeltzer. Smelzer is a fringy major leaguer at best. Um, I called it yesterday. I think tomorrow, Fran Mill gets off the home run schneid. Uh, Smelzer in his one start, was home run prone. It's a very small sample size, but in the minors, he was also a bit home run prone. Uh, and again, with the addition of Puig and Franmill, losing a low hurts, but this is still a team now that the lineup is set up to hit lefties better than righties. They went and added a pair of right-handed bats to the other pieces. Tomorrow's game should be—the Indians should end tomorrow first in the Central. Rest of the weekend, a uh, bit of a cat a cat flip, a coin flip. I, as I recall, it was originally supposed to be Oda Rizzi on Friday, so that changes things up. Uh, you know, the next two games are then advantage twins, pitching-wise. So we'll see how it goes, but the Indians really should end tomorrow up in the division, and then we'll see from there. But uh, yeah, without a Rizzy getting pushed back and Smelter forward, it really even more so sets up tomorrow's game as a you know I I don't know how betting things work. I don't know betting odds, but I I feel would feel very comfortable wagering on that one. Now that they've changed who the starting pitcher is, um, I'm sure lines have changed greatly. But again, I this isn't me like f- pretending anything. I honestly know nothing about gambling. But the Indians will finish this off. They go to face a majorly scuffling Boston team next week, and we'll see. It's 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 setting up nicely for the Indians. Uh, the big win tonight. They should win tomorrow. I'll be back on Monday to discuss the whole series. That is going to take the majority of the show. Um, just because it's, it's too huge of a series. After that, we'll get kind of back in the regular rotation. I still have some more interviews from my time in Akron. And, uh, yeah, it should be fun. Right now is a fun time to be an Indians fan. Enjoy. I want to thank everyone for listening, rating, and reviewing. You are awesome. Thank you all so very, very much. And as always, Go Tribe!